Hey everyone and welcome back to The Culture is Black, a quarterly podcast series dedicated to spotlighting black businesses and black creatives. I'm your host, Jennifer Adetoro, Culture Editor at the influencer intelligence platform, Cork. In this second season, we'll be exploring all things audio, from the rise of the voice chat app Clubhouse to the thriving business of podcasts. So let's get into it. Quite often when we talk about audio in the digital space, we focus on streaming formats like the firing podcast industry or the dominating presence of music streaming services like Spotify and Apple Music. However, with the pandemic redefining how we interact with others, digital is undergoing one of the biggest audio phenomenons we've ever seen. Evolving this space like no other is the invite-only audio-based app Clubhouse. Launched last year, Clubhouse has become the hub for unfiltered discourse, panel-like discussions, orchestrated events and networking. Its user base is, in a word, vast and includes the likes of A-list celebrities, world-leading entrepreneurs and the average everyday user. What initially started off with 1,500 users has now exponentially risen to over 2 million in less than a year. In February, Clubhouse reached 8 million downloads on the iOS App Store, and as it stands, the platform has a valuation of $1 billion. And while the app has received large criticism for issues relating to abuse, spread of misinformation and lack of privacy, its exclusivity has left many desperate for an invitation, to the extent that people are selling their invites to the app on eBay for as much as $400. Like, that's completely crazy. Anyway... With many established influencers and content creators using the platform as an extension of their brand, we've seen that for others, it provides a new opportunity to establish a name for yourself altogether. And doing just that is UK-based project manager, Ashley Louise. Since joining the app in November, Ashley has amassed over 50,000 followers and is best known for her Clubhouse series, Talks with Ash. I caught up with Ashley over Zoom to chat about this new medium, as well as moderation on the app and her clubhouse journey so far. Hey Ashley, welcome to today's show. Hello. Thank you so much for being here. No problem. As you know, this season is all about audio and where it's going. And one app in particular that is raising a lot of questions in this space is Clubhouse, where you have successfully established yourself as one of the most famous moderators. So tell us a bit about yourself and your Clubhouse journey so far. Yeah, so as you said, I'm Ashley. I started on Clubhouse back in November. And it's so strange because at first I was really shy to go on people's stages and hold conversation. Eventually, I kind of plucked up the courage to do so. And then... I kind of just started having daily conversations. That's how I think my audience grew. It was when a few of my projects in my nine to five job had slowed down a little bit. So I had more time during the day. And so around two Mm. to three, I would start a room and it would just basically be anything that kind of had been on my mind for the day or something that had been happening in pop culture. So um, I know there was loads of kerfuffle around uh, Mulatto's name. That was a huge room. So yeah, just things like that, really. And then that's how I guess just the consistency of how I grew my following. I just also wanted to ask if you could explain what Talks With Ash is for some people who might not know. So Talks With Ash is essentially like my talk show, I would say. It is the rooms I host on Clubhouse. 
three to four times a week and we talk about everything so it could be I wake up one morning and I think actually you know I really want to talk about this today because it's happened in my life or it's happened in a friend's life and I want to hear more commentary it could be something that's happened in pop culture or music or culture in general that everyone's speaking about and I want to hold space to discuss further or it could just be to discuss issues that face our communities or you know issues that face women or black women whatever it is talks with ash hosts the space and i use my moderating style to hold conversation around whatever it is that day that is essentially talks with ash it's very interactive usually very funny usually very light-hearted but it's usually just the space to come and either listen or come and contribute so that is what talks with ash is yeah and for those who haven't heard of clubhouse or who have never been on the app how would you describe it that's a good question actually clubhouse (laughs) i would say is very similar to what house party is or was except you can't see anyone it is just all audio so it is essentially a room with various different people in all you have as i guess like a representative of who they are is an icon of their picture and then audio and there's kind of two separate spaces to a room you've got the stage which allows you to speak and then you've got the audience which is where people listen so that's kind of how I would explain it but I think even explaining it like that to people that had house party they still don't get it until they use that yeah I think it is very hard to kind of understand how it works until you're on the app yeah totally and what would you say kind of like appealed to you about clubhouse because as much as there is a lot of interest in the platform a lot of people have kind of been put off by like the discourse or just don't want like another app to you know take up their screen time yeah so for me what I like about it is that you don't always have to be paying super attention so if you're on Instagram you're you have to hold your phone you have to scroll through pictures if you're on Twitter you have to physically type with clubhouse there's been times when i've just been driving around doing running errands and it's just on in my car and i can just listen to the conversation so i think the great thing about it is you can use it like a podcast but then you can also chime in live on conversation that's relevant to you i know that some of the discourse can be off-putting for some people but there is ways to stay away from that and i mean i don't always i love some of the the rara rooms is what i call it but you can stay away from it <laughs> you know um i always tell people that are new to the app create the experience that you want so yeah. if you want to go into rooms that are heavily based on business or career advice follow the people that hold those rooms and so you can navigate your way through the app and avoid some of the discourse yeah i agree i think you you definitely can because for me, as much as I do love like, you know, the chaotic rooms, I have started following more rooms that inform me about like politics in other countries right. or like where I can learn a new language. Like it's actually great. It's quite multifaceted. It's just about what you seek out for. And I think sometimes even the rooms that are a little bit more chaotic can be entertaining. I mm. think I found myself and I think this happens when it's a new app and you're finding your feet because I wouldn't say I was quiet on social media before, but I definitely wasn't as visible. Mm. and so I think with finding like this new visibility I've had to decide okay so when these rooms get to a certain size or there's a certain discourse stay in the audience and just tweet alongside everybody else I couldn't like you know like just a average person using the app I think that is my happy place so some of those rooms can be entertaining but then I just don't want to engage and so I've had to find a balance yeah 
And Clubhouse has made quite a lot of headlines on a number of issues due to its chaotic nature and in terms of moderation and abuse towards marginalised communities. You know, there's been anti-Semitism, there's been abuse towards black women. Yeah. And quite often your rooms, Talks with Ash, fill up quite quickly and reach, you know, full capacity. How do you moderate such big rooms on Clubhouse and kind of ensure that there isn't as much abuse or attack towards speakers? So I think some of that is avoided with the topics that you you put on mm. so for me my topics are not usually based around race religion sexual orientation things like that because I don't really feel like I've got the range to rein people in on those sorts of topics but also mm. they can get out of hand do you know what I'm trying to say so I I try and stick to more although my top some people think my topics are quite serious I try to stick to like the more general pop culture discussions as yeah. such. But then when it comes to moderation, for me, I am very firm but fair. So I think sometimes problems come when people are given too long to speak. So I like to nip people in the bud quite quickly. You know, the people that listen to me think I'm funny because I always say, okay, so what was the outcome? That's like my catchphrase. And if I say, what was the outcome? That means wrap this up in 20 seconds or less so that we can yeah. move on to the next person. And I think as well, just being aware of the things that are okay to say and the things that aren't okay to say and having the the confidence to check people when they say them. Because if you're creating a space, unfortunately, when it comes, well, maybe fortunately, actually, when it comes to Clubhouse, if you are a moderator and someone is saying something on your stage that is offensive, if you do not check that, you're almost co-signing it. Mm. so it is just having the courage to move people to the audience when maybe they say things that aren't correct hurry people up when they're speaking a little bit too long and just try and keep the room as light-hearted as possible clubhouse is you know still in its early days is there anything that you'd like to see change or implemented i don't know i i always think sometimes when things are simple they work best mm. but naturally with the influx of users they're gonna have to change some things I like little sort of like user face changes so I would quite like if when somebody's talking their bubble isn't gray it's like a different color so that you can see it sometimes I don't know if you've ever gone into rooms and there's been quite a few people on stage it's hard to see who's speaking so I would quite like that um they're talking about sponsorships monetization I think that is great for users like myself that have spent a lot of time on the app and have helped build the app essentially because on any other social media platform when you add value you can monetize so youtube you can monetize instagram etc so i would like to see them do that but i just don't want them to make it at the expense of the user so i don't know if you've heard they're talking about charging a fee for club subscriptions whereas i don't like that idea i would prefer if they brought in maybe like ads or something so that creators can earn without you know having to charge the user yeah and a lot of brands are actually looking to kind of work in this space and work with clubhouse like work with content creators on clubhouse how would you advise them to work with content creators because sometimes i think it'd be great if for example with you know the lion king event that happened on boxing day it would have been great if a brand sponsored that because there were so many creators you know who came on who kind of showed their talents and put on a really good show so yeah how would you advise brands to work with content creators on the platform so i've had lots of brands approach me And the advice that I would give is just respect what the content creators on Clubhouse have done, because I know that there are a lot of brands who are thinking, oh, it's such a new platform. We don't want to spend money on it. But actually, it's probably one of the most natural ways of reaching your audience is direct conversation with the consumer. And as much as Instagram and Twitter are great, 
I don't think there's an app that you can, as a brand, directly talk to your consumer and get like live feedback, live discussion, live conversations around culture, product, experiences. So for me, this is one of the best ways to do to do advertising. And I think reach out to content creators on Clubhouse that have shown time and time again that they can get people into a room. You know, even on just like a random day yesterday, we did a room about being back in the workplace that we had 700 people in there. Well, I've seen celebrities not be able to get 700 people in a room. And 700 people is almost like a low, it's like a slow day for me. So I think when we're talking about these sorts of numbers, I think brands should approach content creators, but also respect what they've built and, you know, pay people what they're worth, I would say. And just going back, you know, Clubhouse being still quite new, like it's probably about to be a year old this month or next month. Why do you think the app has been so successful? Because it's one thing to jump on an app because it's popular, but to consistently engage in it is something else. I actually think the content creators are somewhat responsible for the success of the app. And I'm not just talking about myself. There are several great content creators on Clubhouse that hold amazing rooms, that hold spaces. And they are almost the reason why people were so desperate for an invite. Once you then got that invite and you were a part of some of the rooms, you know, it's addictive because people are having such great conversation that you feel like you can be a part of. It's not like Instagram where if you don't have a thousand to two thousand likes, you're not popular. I think Clubhouse makes us all on like a level playing field, celebrities included. And so I think that's why it's been really popular because everyone is somebody on Clubhouse. You don't, it doesn't matter how many followers you've got. It doesn't matter who you know. And so I think people like that. Um And also, I think we'd be lying if we didn't say that being at home on lockdown didn't have something to do with the success of the app. Would we all have as much time to spend on Clubhouse if we were out at dinner, restaurants, living our best lives with our friends, you know, running around like we would usually? Maybe not. Would you have the same amount of time to dedicate to Clubhouse if you were at work? Maybe not. So I definitely think the the climate of the world helped. Mm-hmm. Um, so it will be interesting to see how that alters when we're allowed back out yeah I was actually just about to ask you you know like with lockdown restrictions being lifted on the 21st of June hopefully um, do you think crossed. that honestly do you think that this is going to negatively compromise the future of Clubhouse so I don't think it's going to negatively uh, compromise the future of Clubhouse but I think again I'd be dishonest if I didn't say it wasn't going to change user experience so I personally believe Clubhouse will still be really popular. However, they'll have peak times. So a little bit like Twitter and Instagram have peak usage hours. I think Clubhouse will be the same. So I think when people are leaving work sort of six o'clock, it will peak back up again. People are commuting home. People Mm. are driving home all the way sort of to the evening and then weekends. So I think it will just change when it's being used. But I still think it will be quite popular. And then also I think in a way it will make it better because we'll have content we'll have more content we'll have more things to discuss and you know I've got this view in my head that there'll be events and after those events there'll be a room on clubhouse discussing the event and I think those sorts of things will happen and I think it will actually it will give the app like a reboot I think Mm, yeah I definitely agree with that and I feel like it will follow a similar format to podcasting or podcasts because with 
clubhouse as well you know people schedule events they schedule rooms yeah so I feel like you can you know create that time in the day like okay for example Ashley Louise has this room that's going on at seven o'clock tonight okay let me prepare for that in the same way that for example the receipts is coming out at this time on Wednesday let me prepare for that and you know set up my day around it kind of yeah so I do feel like it will kind of adopt that format in the future totally agree I mean I think people are starting to do that now people will message me and say what time talk to Ash tonight Oh, I put it in my calendar, I put it in my diary. And it's just amazing that people care enough to schedule my talk in their diary or their calendar and they're aware that, okay, I want to make sure I'm listening. I want to make sure that I'm in the room. What time is it? And so I agree with you. I think it will just be scheduling like anything else that you love to watch or listen to. So whether that's a reality TV show that, you know, comes on every week or a podcast, I think it will just take that vein. Yeah. Now in tech, which we see a lot, you know, apps are very quick to kind of copy each other. You know, yeah. we've seen that with Snapchat stories and now we're seeing the yeah. same with Clubhouse quite early on um, yeah, in the sense yeah. that Twitter's, you know, launch spaces. It's currently in limited beta testing and Facebook kind of revealed its plans to create its own version of Clubhouse. What do you think about all this? I think it's inevitable, right? Because every app does it in, in some way, shape or form. So I don't think mm. any of us were particularly shocked. Twitter did reach out to me and they have allowed me to be part of the rollout so I am one of the first people that have access to create the spaces on Twitter unfortunately though and I'm just being completely honest it's not the same feel it's not the same vibe it's not the same as Clubhouse and I think that's one thing they've got right is they really have created a certain feel and vibe that can't really be emulated elsewhere and so I think I don't know if you remember but when Instagram created stories it was over for Snapchat, wasn't it really? Like, I don't know anyone, if anyone uses Snapchat anymore. And that's because it's easily replicated because it is essentially just your content on stories. Whereas Clubhouse is so much more than that. There's so many more creators. There's so much more interaction. There's so much more conversation. That's what people associate it with. People don't associate Twitter for that. So I definitely think other social media platforms are going to have a hard time trying to copy. I think what Twitter should do though, is focus on the conversation that's now being had on Twitter from Clubhouse. Twitter's had a huge resurgence up since Clubhouse. So yeah, I think they're prioritising wrong. Mm. Yeah, I completely agree with you because partly why I think Clubhouse is quite successful is because of the commentary that takes place on Twitter. Exactly. It's amazing how people adapt to an app. Like everyone in the title or the room line of a room and people are like oh yeah hashtag talk to Vash for example um, mm-hmm. hashtag lady shall we and it just keeps the kind of conversation going on like for me I'm not gonna lie as much as I am tuning into a room I'm also tuning into the hashtag because the hashtag is just as funny and it allows people who are not on the stage to kind of say their piece as well mm-hmm. exactly exactly that not everybody wants to come on stage but most people have twitter so people use the hashtag And also when the conversation is really interesting or it's funny or it's sometimes controversial, Twitter is great for hosting some of that conversation, especially when the the rooms are ended. So, yeah, I think other platforms will have a resurgence because of Clubhouse. Yeah. The thing with Twitter spaces, though, which I find quite interesting is just kind of how quick it is in terms of fixing Clubhouse's flaws, shall we say. Just because, you know, a lot of people have raised issues about accessibility and in terms of like you know abuse like I mentioned earlier do you think that this will maybe not necessarily completely take away Clubhouse's core audience but do you think this will attract people to Twitter spaces? 
Um, yes and no. I think Clubhouse have got a lot of work to do around accessibility, a lot of work to do, because we, we all know, and I think we could all agree that it's not good enough at the moment. Yeah. And it should be available for everybody and it should be more accessible. I still think that there is more of a want to stay on Clubhouse, though. And I think there's loads of people like Amina, Abraxas that are doing the work. And they shouldn't be, right? They shouldn't be doing the work to make it more accessible. That should be an in-house clubhouse thing. But I do think with people like that, making it a big deal and, and creating noise around accessibility. And yeah, I, I do think that people will stay on clubhouse. Now, in terms of reporting abuse and bullying and harassment, Twitter is not great at that. Mm. Um, you know, it can take up to a week five days to sometimes get a response from twitter in terms of those sorts of things clubhouse react almost instantly so if there is someone who they feel people have reported to a certain volume that person's account is instantly frozen or suspended whilst they investigate mm. so they suspend first investigate later and that keeps the community safe and so unfortunately that can open you up to trolls if you're a popular content creator people will just report you maliciously because they know it will stop you in your tracks for a few days which is not fair but I understand why they have that model yeah. because they don't want to take the risk. And if you're innocent, then investigate and you'll have your account back in a couple of days. But if you're not, you'll be removed from the platform. And so I think actually Clubhouse get it right when it comes to abuse and bullying. Yeah. Where do you see this format going in the future? You know, the audio based voice chat apps. Like, do you think that they have longevity? Yeah, I do because A, let's be honest we all like the sound of our own voice we all like speaking we all think you know we all think that what we're about to say is the most important thing in the world when it's usually not yeah um, I think that's just human nature that we all kind of like to add our input some of us anyway I think that why audio apps are probably great is because there's a huge portion of people that feel like maybe they don't fit into like this glossy Instagram space where everything has to look perfect mm. everything has to be meticulously planned and edited and photoshopped and uploaded not everybody wants to go through that rigmarole and I think an app where you are creating content that's just as valuable but doesn't take as long to create yeah I think it's going to last for a really really long time and the reason I asked that is just because as much as there are people who are invested in Clubhouse and enjoy it. There are so many people who are also very critical of it and yes. are kind of like waiting for it to collapse and like fail. I think a lot of the people that I know, because I think you're spot on, a lot of people don't like it. And I think a lot of people don't like it because of some of the unfortunate rooms that have taken place and some of the things that they've heard. Yeah. What I find interesting though, is when I kind of talk those people through it a bit more and say, right, look, jump on now come in a room with me come in a social room or come in a private room or look this person's room's really informative come in this room and I kind of guide people through it they tend to like it yeah um somebody a colleague of mine said I don't use Clubhouse unless I absolutely have to it's horrible and I think again they feel that way because of some of the rooms that they've been in where people maybe are arguing or getting upset as soon as you explain to them you know you can create social rooms or look go into this person's room they talk a little bit about xyz and one of my colleagues loves cooking and there's a room on clubhouse where they kind of talk you through recipes and things like that now she loves it yeah so i think like with any social media there will be something for everyone it's just about finding your corner on clubhouse that makes you happy and unfortunately i think because of so much and it's new and it's sensationalized because of that some people i think are probably trying to stay away 
or a bit hesitant to use the app. I also don't think it helps as much as I do love like you know the commentary on Twitter I do think that also doesn't help because before I, I joined Clubhouse even though I was kind of like interested in like oh what like you know what's going on here what's the discourse this like when I kind of saw you know for example there was this one room where there was a writer who was in a room with Kevin Hart and I think she asked him a question or something but there was like some sort of like situation that happened between them where Kevin Hart I guess was being rude to her that kind of put me off because it's like it's another app again where black women are facing abuse which we you know kind of sure. get a lot on Twitter but like you said there's a space for everyone on the app in a way you just kind of got to make it yourself. What you're saying is absolutely 100% spot on because what I've noticed is that if you put black women in the title you put something about colorism in the title you put anything about the black experience it's like guaranteed engagement it's like instant room fill up yeah and I think people have noticed that that is a biting point and so people are trying to capitalize off of that and so I'm almost militant now about avoiding those spaces Mm. because I don't want my outrage to be used as content and I don't want it to be used for engagement so I avoid it and it is just about understanding that and knowing how to navigate but yeah you're right it definitely did seem early on like okay great is this going to be another space where black women get told that we're sort of lost on the totem pole again yeah it's just not necessary so I get that as well and do you think as well that the app is kind of capitalizing off of black creators because that's another thing that has made people quite hesitant to the app yes 100% it is I think when you are a black creator on any space whether it's Instagram Twitter now Clubhouse even TikTok Mm. you are a trendsetter Uh, black culture black people black creators are always setting trends we are always kind of leading the pack when it comes to some of these apps so naturally our rooms are uh, funny they're bigger they have more engagement they have more attention and so yes Clubhouse are absolutely capitalizing off some of the great creators on the app and I I'm interested to see how they will roll out their subscription model because I think if you're now offering for creators to be paid I would hope that you offer the the creators that have been on the app consistently sort of first refusal on that Mm. so let's see how they roll it out and we'll, we'll know then if they value black creators or not another thing that I think is telling is that they've got no black people in their team yet mm-hmm. and I think considering black people are kind of the tastemakers you know and I'm not just talking about myself I'm talking about loads of black creators yeah. and I know I've had people say to me the only reason they got Clubhouse was for talks with Ash mm. what is it like for the other black creators across the world that are, are getting people to sign up and are keeping people on the app because their content is so great yeah. you know let's see how they reward us for that it's crazy and it's kind of disheartening at the same time because it's like the amount of effort that a lot of black content creators put into any app not just clubhouse and then the rewards or the the lack of rewards rather and kind of like sorry my mind is just keeps like (laughs) my mum keeps distracting me I'm so sorry (laughs) are you are you working from home yeah I am and like I can just hear her like blending like that is literally (laughs) the worst thing like I remember my mother like, I had an interview like quite a serious interview last year yeah. and I could just see like my sister like just walking like front to back front to back and I, it was driving me mad like and I, I almost said like can I just pause this a second and I went out there and I was like could you stop because I cannot concentrate 
honestly oh, it's working a from home with family it's just too much it's too and it's the fact that I literally was like mum I have an interview at 10 o'clock please oh they don't care and literally what I can hear is how blending like yeah they actually don't care yeah my friends actually um I had a meeting with her last week a colleague of mine and I was looking I was looking at her on camera and I said where are you she's like I absolutely have to sit on the stairs because nobody will be quiet oh my god so literally like, <laughs> oh my gosh it's so but yeah sorry kind of going back to working with brands do you think that for example if you're in a room you're hosting a room you're moderating a room and you have like a little ad break or just kind of like well this room is sponsored but do you think people are going to get tired of that rhetoric of kind of like interruptions with brand sponsored gyps I think no. And the reason I think no is because, as you probably already know, on Clubhouse, you have to reset the room anyway. Mm -hmm. So I try and reset my room every 15 minutes or so, every 15, 20 minutes, just to remind people what the room's about, the topic, and for the new people that have maybe just come in or haven't been around very long, just to give them a reset about what's happening. Yeah. So that's a perfect time to do an ad break. And it's going to happen anyway, because everybody resets their room it's one of the best ways to moderate on clubhouse mm-hmm. is just to continuously reset so I think that's the perfect time for a little ad break but I've had brands approach me for collaborations on clubhouse and they just don't make sense for my audience mm-hmm. it's my audience I'm not going to care about it in the slightest that's going to piss them off because essentially wait can I swear yeah yeah it's fine <laughs> yeah that's going to annoy them because essentially they're not stupid my audience don't mind when I'm talking about my project management webinars that I kind of funnel people over to to pay for you know to pay for webinar or if I've got um I did a collaboration with Paula's Choice but Mm. the room topic was about hair removal for dark skin and Paula's Choice has got great products for skin prep before you remove hair so again I make sure that if I am working with brands it's relevant to my audience in the rooms that I'm doing I'm not just going to work with random brands that just don't make sense so Will audiences get tired with ads? No, but they're not stupid and they will get tired of ads if your your ads are not of any interest to them. Yeah, and I do think it's very important for brands as well that when they're looking to work with content creators, especially on Clubhouse, to do research and kind of gain more info and knowledge about what it is that they, you know, talk about in their rooms because, like you said, like the audience can call it out straight away. I'm very lucky because I work corporate, so lots of corporate brands have reached out to me to collaborate brands and businesses that are more typical corporate finance personal protection and those rooms make sense because I still have a large corporate following but then obviously I'm a woman I love beauty I love makeup I love clothing so those brands make sense for me as well I'm on a bit of a health journey at the moment trying to lose weight so those brands make sense but when it's like a camping company that want me it's like I don't like it's just still not aligned that's just an example by the way no yeah. no camping company has ever reached out to me but just an example <laughs> of some of the the random things that people ask me to do so yeah you just briefly touched on how you know you also kind of use the platform to touch on your career in project management could you just talk a bit about that and your background in that and how you've been using that on Clubhouse Yes, so I am a project manager. I work for the railway and construction industry. And when I got my project management job a few years ago, people were asking me how I did it. Mm. And I felt like there's no blanket answer depending on, I mean, there's there's an answer for how I did it. But then people were asking for advice and, you know, more support with their journeys into the field. And it's really hard to do that over DM, especially when you need to take into consideration maybe somebody's experience, 
their education, what they're up to now, the salary that they might want. There's so many variables. I decided to launch my own consultancy business on the side of working. Mm. So essentially, I offer sort of half an hour, 45 minutes, one hour consultations, along with a CV reviewing service to help people get into the field. Um, And it's really personal. It's a one-to-one consultation. But then I also recognize that some people may not want a consultation. Some people might just want a general overview of what it is, what they need to do, and they might want to go and implement those things on their own. And so to combat that as well, I also offered a webinar, which has been really popular. And so I also use my clubhouse rooms, the busier ones, to advertise my own services. It's my platform. I built it. I think I'm allowed to use it to advertise my own products. And I think that is another great thing about Clubhouse. Use it to funnel people over to whatever else it is that you're doing Mm -hmm. so if you do have businesses if you've got whether it's food whether it's nails whether it's hair whatever it is that you do on the side or as your main career funnel people over into that sometimes there's rooms of a thousand people you know if 10% of that sign up that's a good day for you so I always think that it's really good to make sure you advertise yourself American people are great at plugging themselves we're not we're really not good at doing it but I think it's something we need to get better at because it really does work for them and I, I do feel like it is changing. I feel like now I'm being exposed to all these creatives that I kind of never knew about. And it's yeah. it's so interesting as well because you see people on Twitter and you kind of get to know them through their tweets and what they allow yeah. you to, <laughs> to get to know about them. Yeah. But on Clubhouse, like I'm just seeing, you know, certain people on Twitter that I didn't know that they went into skincare like they were, or I didn't know that they yeah, were, yeah. had this background in like tech, for example. So it is really interesting how creatives are using the app differently to other platforms yeah no you're right and I like what you said about kind of getting to know people more because I definitely think people know my personality a little bit more now because of Clubhouse they hear my tone you can hear how people are saying things I think it just you just get to know people a little bit better on Clubhouse I think and you're right you do get to know if oh okay so I follow somebody called Alicia She's amazing when it comes to skincare. I think she's training to be an esthetician. And I love her content. The same with Latif. He's a male skincare influencer. And there's not a lot of men in that space. And he's opened up my eyes completely to a whole new space. So yeah, it's great. So what would you say has been your favourite Clubhouse moments so far? I think it was really early on when I hosted a room about mulatto. Mm. And I think people were really positive and lovely about like my moderating style. And I think I was trending number one in the UK. This was before I even had a hashtag. Mm. My name was trending and people were reaching out and saying it was something that they think I should take more seriously. And I think for me, that's probably one of my favourite moments because it led to Talk to the Ash. And it's the reason why I'm doing so well on the app now. Just people who... Would, I guess just liked my moderating style, liked what I had to say, liked my rooms really, really early on. I think that room kind of set the tone for what Talks with Ash has become. And where do you see, you know, your future going down the line? Do you hope to, you know, grow and build more on Clubhouse? Do you want to establish a brand outside of Clubhouse? What are your plans for the future? I think both. So I want to grow and build more on Clubhouse. I love using Clubhouse. I want to connect with more people, but also... I want to build a brand outside of Clubhouse. I don't think it's safe for any content creator to rely on one platform. I think you should make sure that you're strengthening yourself across a multitude of platforms. And so that is my plan. I want to make sure that I grow my brand across lots of different avenues. Great. And are you kind of planning to 
do the kind of same format like audio based format or podcast style format I don't know I definitely would love to do more podcasts but I also want to do something visual so okay. I would love Talks with Ash as a show, as like a real talk show. I would love that. I would love to present more and do more hosting. So yeah, I think a bit of both. I think audio for sure, but then combining with some visuals. And like, has this ever been something that you've wanted to do or has this just been brought out of you by Clubhouse? So I've always kind of wanted to do this. I just wasn't sure how. Mm. Um, I wasn't really confident with YouTube and setting up cameras and editing and that always put me off of putting myself out there, the editing aspect. Yeah. I'd done a podcast that did really well. But then once I jumped on Clubhouse and with the pandemic, we kind of stopped doing it. Mm. So I think this has given me another like confidence boost to actually put some of those things into fruition. Yeah, that's a good way of putting it as well. Because I do feel like a lot of people are now on the app speaking and they probably would have never done this years before. And it's great because it's like, I'll be in a room and there are people with 22 followers or something and I wouldn't have known that they didn't have a large following because the way that they're speaking I just thought wow like this person is making some great points like they sound like such an experienced public speaker and I just feel like it reminded me that a lot of the time people kind of don't necessarily realize the value that they have in their voice and I feel like Clubhouse has kind of created that space for it. Yeah I think as well it's a good test run Mm. it's good to see like okay do these topics work Does my voice work here? Does my presence, like it's a good test run and it's good for you to test out your audience and what they like and what they don't like. There are some rooms that don't do so well, some rooms that do amazing. So it's like a live, a live test run. I know that you said that you are not as on Twitter spaces and you're a bit kind of like hesitant about its future. Do you see yourself though using it or any other kind of audio based app that comes out in the future or do you remain loyal to Clubhouse? I don't know. I think honestly, I will go where my audience is. Mm. Now, if my Clubhouse audience migrates over to Twitter Spaces, that's where I'll be. Yeah. But if they're on Clubhouse, I'll stay on Clubhouse. So I'm not loyal to any app. I just have to be strategic about where my audience are. And right now they are on Clubhouse. If that changes, though, I will absolutely use Twitter Spaces as well. Okay. Well, thank you so much. No problem. You're welcome. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you. And thank you for bearing with me and my (laughs) mum. Not witness and work from home life. Everyone's struggling, so I totally get it. Honestly. Thank you to everyone who tuned in. If you liked today's episode, then make sure to get involved in the conversation. Like, subscribe, and follow us for more information on Instagram at Cork Studio. You can follow Ashley at Ashley L. Louise on Instagram. And if you're on Clubhouse, make sure to check out her room, Talks with Ash, on weekdays at 7 p.m. And a quick shout out to Maya Watson, who recently joined Clubhouse as its first global head of marketing. We'll be back with a new episode next week, but until then, see you soon and stay blessed.